There's so many people that associate leadership with a title. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting into leadership will be a common quote. And I and I would respond like, what what does that mean? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And well, you know, I'm getting my administrator certificate and I would I, I would just go, you are a leader now <laughs> when you walk. And that's how I always treated everybody that, that worked in our school is that you walk, you cross that threshold and you have to accept your role as a leader. Now, a title is a title. I mean, here, here's, here's, here's a, a piece of paper. You can write a title on it and stick it to, to your door, but that means Zippo. Dr. Chris Jones here, and welcome to Seeing to Lead, a show designed to help leaders increase their ability to effectively support, engage, and empower their staff through intentional practices so that they create an environment where everyone reaches their greatest level of success. On Seeing to Lead, communication rules the day as we hear voices from both teachers and leaders in an effort to examine perspectives, highlight misunderstandings, and provide steps to ultimately bridge the gap between what teachers need and provide through thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Jawson's Renaissance Hall of Fame member, Dr. Frank Redneski, is the author of Fired Up Leadership and 50 Great Things Leaders Do. Let's get fired up along with numerous articles published in the areas of leadership and technology influence. He draws on his experience as an accomplished teacher, award-winning middle school principal, and transformational leader to deliver his captivating keynotes and presentations to hundreds of audiences. As you listen to Dr. R's style of storytelling and his unconventional journey in life, it will get you fired up to pursue your passion and empower others to find their passion. His engagement, enthusiasm, and positive energy are contagious. And I just have to tell you how psyched I am to have Frank on the podcast today because I have personally seen this fired up attitude in action. And um, he was just at the Codebreaker Summer Conference we recently had, gave me a copy of his book on the way to South Station, believe it or not, to get a ride home. And I just burned right through it. It was awesome. So uh, Frank, welcome. I, I love that you're on here and Let's take it away with talking about your book and things like that. Chris, thanks for having me. And, and thank you for that. Where did you get that bio? Is that did the, my wife send you that? Because yeah. I'm fired up just listening to that, baby. And it's it, your, your school. First of all, your school was awesome. Thank you for the hospitality and bringing us in this summer. It was uh, it was amazing to finally actually shake your hand. So thank you. Yeah, no, it was great to have you. And um, I appreciate the compliment about the school. I have to tell you, this whole fired up thing, we were just in the Innovators Lounge the other day talking. And when Matt Joseph went to us for those last few words, you went first. Tough act to follow, but just listening to you, I was all fired up listening to you. So you've got a you've got a ton of stuff to say. The thing I want to start with is, why don't you tell me a little bit about your book, the idea of you know, fired up leadership and what, what that's all about. Well, the, the actual concept fired up goes back to the beginning of my career as a middle school principal around the turn of the century. That sounds, sounds weird to say, but I, I worked with a lady who uh, 
grew up in North Carolina. And once we started changing the attitudes and the climate and culture of our entire school, she used to walk in the room and say, hey, let's get fired up, y'all. So that fired up concept is something that kind of stuck. I actually wrote um, a, a book a prelude to to fired up leadership is it's an independent type of thing called 50 great things leaders do let's get fired up so when i moved into this book it it actually started uh, again around the turn of the century because we would take our students our middle school students and train them as leaders starting at 10 years old and i found that concepts that are priceless and concepts that are timeless, you, you can use them with any age group, any type of demographics, and they stick. So when we started training the students, I, I wanted a more methodical way of training them so that they could kind of separate their thoughts, separate their lives, and balance their body, mind, heart, and spirit. So I kind of broke it down into different domains, what what evolved as uh, the the four domains of fired up leadership. And then when uh, I went to uh, Brian Aspinall, I actually met him Canada Day 2020, July 1st. And we started talking. He was actually on our show, The Empower Half Hour. And uh, we kind of connected immediately, had a lot of like-minded thoughts and ideas about disrupting the status quo. So when I ran uh, the, the idea of the book by him, he said, look, man, you now I'm paraphrasing. I don't I don't have a, that Canadian accent. But he said, Just stop fighting it and put that fifth domain in there. Passion, because that is what I get every time I talk to you, every time uh, you, we, we connect. So I came up with a chart. But, one through four domains feeding off of each other with the middle, your heart powering that powering of the rest of everything that you do. Because you and I both know as educators, when someone uh, is passionate about becoming the educator or about becoming a surfer or about becoming and doing anything, they're going to spend more time on it. They're going to dig deeper. They're going to create this team of thinkers and inventors and developers. And when you disrupt for a positive outcome, then there is no limit. It just keeps going. Like when, for, for instance, when you and I, I mean, we've connected before in, you know, on social media, but when we met, I felt like we, we've known each other <laughs> for, for decades. You know, it was like, hey, hey, Chris, how you doing? You know, it's like, hi, my name's Frank. My name's, it was like, bam, here, here we are. Here we are getting together, you know, changing the world for the better. And, and, and that's what we do. So that's how the whole idea, the concept came uh, about is that, uh, first of all, uh, you know, leadership is a choice. I mean, you could, and I was surprised when I was doing a little research for, for the book that there's so many people that associate leadership with a title. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting into leadership it will be a common quote. And I, and I would respond like, what, what does that, what does that mean? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it and well, you know, I'm getting my administrator certificate and I would 
I, I would just go, you are a leader now <laughs> when you walk. And that's how I always treated everybody that, that worked in our school is that you walk, you cross that threshold and you have to accept your role as a leader. Now, a title is a title. I mean, here, here's, here's, here's a, a piece of paper. You can write a title on it and stick it to, to your door, but that means Zippo. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean anything. And once you start empowering people and show them that it, it, it's a choice, now there's a chain of commands. Ultimately, you know, there's a responsibility type, type of uh, uh, a title, but uh, but but also uh, you you need to you need to take a look at your strengths and weaknesses, and let's plug them in. You know, because we are going to eliminate our weaknesses with everyone's strengths. And that's, you know, what continues. So the first domain, let's start with yourself, self-management organization. And I always tell people, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not able to to, to really uh, empower or take care of, of anybody else. So the balance part, body, mind, heart, spirit is a big concept that uh, I think I originally maybe connected with um, one of Stephen Covey's books. And that kind of gave me that, that this is such common sense. A lot of things we do in life, it's, it's just common sense, but you, you never made that connection to, wow, that is that that is leadership. So I know I'm I'm, I'm powering I'm powering this thing through, but it's it, it, it's we 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 got to keep creating and we got to keep connecting. And when I say we, I mean like-minded people, educators, disruptors, movers, shakers, and difference makers. So next question. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. You nailed that one. That was that, now everybody listening to this knows why it's fired up and that passion part and why Brian saw that you had to have that in there. But you did something really important there that I, I got to point out to people. And it's, it's, it's hitting home for me because I've, I've done some writing about this type of thing. You know, you talk about that leadership training that you did and how you wanted to get something that's stuck and you want to recognize people that's got empowerment written all over it. And it's funny because when I talk about empowering teachers, the idea that so many people, don't realize that they're already leaders. Hmm. Um, and, and I don't know what it is about schools, but when you talk to teachers, they're very hesitant to say that they're leaders when they are. They have, you know, they have 25, 30 kids in front of them in high school anyways, seven periods a day, six periods a day. And it, it's interesting because uh, Neely Bartley wrote a book, um, Lead Beyond Your Title. And talks I just about got that. that in, I just got that in the mail today. Oh, it's it's a good read. It's a good read. <laughs> We're name dropping all over the place here, but I, we, uh, you know, she she writes about that, and it, and you talking about leadership as a choice. So people have to first realize that they're leaders, and then actively make that choice to kind of step forward out of their shell to really become leaders or lead out loud, as it were. You have any tips or anything like that to help principals or leaders realize that they have these people in their buildings? How do they get them to step forward? How do they take that step to empower them? Yeah, you know that that that's a great question. But uh, I was uh, I teach university course uh, now that I'm, I'm I'm blessed to be able to do that, and we use the uh, five domains of fired up leadership. And in the second domain, uh, there's a story about uh, one of my former colleagues. Uh, his name is Ron Braithwaite. Uh, African-American came to our school at the age of 72 to become an instructional aide after he was uh, re retired from his 
his job of being a mechanical engineer. And because he, he his story, and, and it's in the, the second domain, as I, as I mentioned, is about when he voted for Barack Obama and how he um, he carried with him. He was the first one in line uh, at 7 a.m. whenever the polls opened and he had strapped to the inside of his waistband tucked in is uh, this plastic uh, bag with all his deceased relatives in it. And the significance is uh, when he said he, he goes on uh, to tell the story that uh, as a high school student, uh, he went to a school counselor and told her that he wanted to become an architect. And she told him, uh, sorry, Ron, not 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 for black people. It's uh, not something. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like uh, really? So to, to answer your question, that shift occurs when you not only see who you are, but see who you can become. And the end of this, his essay states that this kind of um, validates what he wanted to become and was told that he couldn't. Now we have uh, an African-American president. So every person of color can now look and see, I can become president. All right. And and the same thing would happen, you know, with women when Hillary Clinton ran for office. And there were there were there were other trailblazers before her. And, and there were so many. But but, you know, now now finally transgenders, transgender people and and, uh, you know, uh, everybody, um, you know, of homosexuals and, and lesbians and, and, and gay rights are just coming to, no, wait a minute. We're, we're people too. And other people are saying, yeah, no, no kidding. So now when you shift to see somebody like you become what you know that you can become, it, it's a whole, it's a whole shift. So when these people see themselves in a different role, Without that title, that's the difference maker. That's the code breaker. That's the disruption of the status quo. It's like, hey, you know what, Mary or, or John, um, how about if you do this? What do you, what do you mean? How about if I, yeah, you, 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 this is your strength. It's not my strength. So if, uh, you know, I needed, somebody to write reading curriculum, that's not me. I, that's not my strength. I could do it, but Mary could do it better. John could do it better. Now you start training, you start allowing a 10-year-old to see themselves as a leader. You know, whether it's a leader in a STEM career, whether it is a leader of service project, then what are you going to look like when they're 50? You know, they've had this 40 years now of seeing themselves as a leader. So what kind of leadership ability do you think that's going to have over a course of those decades? It's, it's going to be, well, fired up. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, what I got from what you said, the two things that, that stood out to me, you know, and with so much in life, but especially leadership, or like I said, anything you want to do in life, it's about who you see when you look in the mirror. And because it's about who you see, because that builds belief, right? That it's about who you see when you look in the mirror, that it's 
incredibly important for leaders to model what people can be. And if we can get those models out there, if we can, if we can lift up um, one or two teachers and other teachers can see that, hey, that I can do that, then, then that's where we're going to start empowering, empowering teachers to become leaders and step forward. Yeah, you know that's that's spot on, Chris. And and uh, one of the one of the biggest gratifications I got as a principal was we started doing these leadership exchanges, and that's where uh, a lot of the ideas of fired up leadership came from. Where we would take a busload of our kids and go to a school across the county, and we would go in and see just how much alike we were and yet how much different we were. But we would also allow the students to facilitate most of the day. For instance, a team building activity. I I don't need to do all the team building activities or icebreakers. Uh, You know, a a 12-year-old can do that. And then a 12-year-old would do that. And they started coming to us with ideas. Hey, do you mind? Hey, Dr. R, do you mind if I run the opening icebreaker? Do you mind if I facilitate the opening dance? Because you're a good dancer and everything, but I think I could do it too, you know? And and they would start um, asking and then ideas would flow. There would be, uh, again, the, 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 the limits would be taken off. The parameters would be taken down. You know, the box would be recycled or, you know, uh, gotten gotten rid of somehow it, it I, I used to just it, it used to be amazing to see it and and then when another school sees this then it's it's kind of catchy just like a positive attitude you know but but the same thing could happen on the other end you know just as positivity can be catchy so can negativity so you keep you keep putting it out there that look it's so easy a 10 year old can do it and, you know, when they go back and tell their teachers and their parents, hey, guess what we did today? You know, if you're an educator, people are talking about you at the dinner table. So you could give them something to talk about in a positive way or they'll find something to talk about at the dinner table. So, uh, you know, give them, hey, what'd you do in, in school today, Johnny? Uh, you know what? I facilitated some leadership training for a school uh, 50 miles away. <laughs> right. Wow. That's, that's, that's what we need. I can't, you know, the idea that you said that to me is so, it's so loud. You're an educator. You're being talked about at the dinner table. I would bet that if I went out and asked a hundred teachers and even a hundred leaders that 90 of them, that would be a revelation to them. Mm that you're being talked about. And it, it could be something like you said, hey, I, I ran a leadership course for, you know, 50 kids, 50 miles away. Or what'd you do? Uh, same old stuff. Oh, you know what? They they wrote a kid up, you know, um, <laughs> something like that. So I just, that's such a powerful thing to say. You're being talked about either way. What story are you going to have people tell about you? So. Yeah. And and if, if you don't tell your story, somebody else will, and you might not like the ending. Yeah. You know, exactly. so. That's and, the truth. And, you know, you, you and I have a lot of the same, uh, you know, th- th- thoughts when you hold up the signs on Wednesdays. I, I didn't see any pictures uh, this Wednesday, yesterday. Did you were you holding up signs? Or oh, did I just miss it? absolutely. And it, and it was okay. a sign. You would have loved the sign I held up this Wednesday. It was believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it, it's amazing how something simple like that. That's leadership, you know, and it's catchy because I see your students doing it, too. 
Yeah, yeah. They, it, it's funny, and and we run we run a different contest off of it and things like that. But it, like you said, it spreads positive, negative, anything like that spreads. Today's podcast is sponsored by Better Leaders, Better Schools, the podcast that inspired me to start this one. Since 2015, the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast has released hundreds of episodes with millions of downloads. Subscribe and listen each week to great conversations on the topic of school leadership. I use Anchor to distribute the Seeing to Lead podcast because I find it to be the best tool to suit my busy schedule. Anchor has everything I need all in one place, offers hands-free distribution to everywhere podcasts are heard, and is free to use. I can use anywhere from some to all of its features based on what I need at the time. On top of all that, you can be mobile, recording, editing, and distributing all right from your phone. You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I do have to ask you because you were, I mean, you're talking about leadership exchanges when you're principal and everything. What do you love about being a leader? Because it's not always easy. It's a choice. Not always easy. You know what? You feel, um, I think uh, I'm like most people in the respect that uh, I want to feel like my life is valued. So, I mean, uh, you, you could, uh, you could, you, you could do it in a, in a lot of different ways, but um, um, there's uh, one of um, my favorite singer songwriters is the American icon that won from New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Um, I'm from New Jersey, by the way, in case anybody out yeah, there. Yeah, just, just in case there was any question <laughs> left after the Springsteen comment. And um, I, I'm going to paraphrase something that uh, that I, I also put in, in Fired Up Leadership. And uh, he, he, Bruce gets asked, like many musicians and, and poets and, 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 and writers, that, well, did you mean this by that? Or what did you mean by that? Or is this how I interpreted it? And and he basically says, I'm a, I'm a conduit to... Uh, your life. So it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're a construction worker, you know, whether you're an educator, but I try to bring uh, what you do into the reality of everyone else's life. For, for instance, if you've never been an educator or, or, or in the classroom, then you, you might get a pretty good idea uh, what goes on in there as a student, but you, you don't really get the whole ball of being an educator if you're not an educator or if you've never had that experience. And I equate that with me being a conduit for other people to see themselves in that positive way. And that life of importance is my legacy. It's, it's, it's your legacy. It's uh, that person that I've empowered. Now it's, it's their legacy and their taken to places that they never thought possible, not because of me, but because I suggested it, <laughs> that they can, you know, you, you can be a, a surfer, you can be a skateboarder, you can be a teacher, but most importantly, you can be a leader to create other leaders and it becomes exponential. Absolutely. You, you said something there that, that struck me. And the idea, because you suggested it, but it takes a lot of work. And that's work that some people struggle with and that as leaders, we can sometimes help with and sometimes can't help with. 
but do you have any, I don't know, go-to tools or anything like that where people who are trying to become empowered or trying to take advantage of being empowered is a better way to put it, struggle and fall down? How do you support them and re-engage them in the idea of being a leader? You know what, that's that's another great question because I have conversations with people all the time, you know, I'm pumped up. Hey, I know just the other day uh, I I spoke with with a a principal in in Canada and, uh, you know, through a a direct message. And I, I started off the conversation with, I know you're having a great week. So, you know, continue to have one, something to that effect. And uh, she, she types back, not really. It's uh, been a struggle here. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the kids are vandalizing the bathroom with this new TikTok thing going on, et, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, well, I just, it just, uh, well, you're not, uh, immediately you're walking in that person's shoes. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you are, you know, I live halfway between the Jersey Shore and Philadelphia. So I'm like half Rocky Balboa, half Jersey Shore, you know. So to paraphrase that Philadelphia Philadelphia icon, Rocky Balboa, it's not about, <laughs> it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about getting knocked down and being able to get back up. So uh, that's, that, that's, what I equate equate to, you know, successes and failures, how you're not, you, you're never going to be successful at everything and you're never going to fail if you don't try anything. So yeah, you are going to get knocked down, but when your compass is pointed true North, then you do have the strength. And part of that is building relationships. I mean, you, I was, I was, I'll be surprised in some of the schools that I go into and where they don't support one another. You know, there's somebody sitting in the back of the teacher's lounge waiting to pull the soapbox out from underneath the table and stand up on it and bash everything that's going on. And, you know, they'll, they'll announce all the problems, but then I, there are no solutions to the complaining. So the complainers are getting in the way <laughs> of us getting the job done. So the importance here is, is to build those relationships and do find like-minded people. So, and when, when you see somebody get, you know, get knocked down to help them up. So that's where we use our strengths and weaknesses. So yeah, if, you know, hang around people <laughs> that make you feel important, hang around people that recognize who you are and what you do, because you do the same for them. And when you find those people, they're there, oh, they're there. Then when you do get knocked down, then, you know, you do have that colleague, that friend, that brother, that sister that will, that will pick you back up. And then now you are, uh, you know, the strength goes back to the strengths and the weaknesses where our strengths and our weaknesses are helping each other. Because you're eliminating, you know, you're you're eliminating from a my, Chris, you're eliminating some of my weaknesses just by knowing you. You know, I know that if I want an answer to something, sometime I, I would I would get you right on the phone, or or and, and you would answer. <laughs> you, know? yeah, yeah. you would not look at caller ID and say, "Oh, well, that's uh, Frank." No, no, but you, would, <laughs> if Frank's calling me, I, I'm I'm answering the call. And I think that's one of the things that we've been able to do over the pandemic is create a bigger network of people, of like-minded people, of brothers and sisters that will, you know, that, that lift each other, that lift each other up. 
because you know what? Someday, every day I get up, I, I, I've been training myself to have love and gratitude. But sometimes that first step happens and that second step is stuck in cement. So I'm no different than a lot of the people that have struggled from time to time. But, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, you, you got to reach out. And that, that was one of my goals over the pandemic was was to, to, to reach out more to people that I haven't heard from in a long time. But understand that when you reach out, they might not reach back, meaning, you know, you might text them, you might call them and leave a message, you might direct message them. But that's OK, because they, you still love them. And if, if, if and, you know, the, a month later, I mean, I, I reached out to, to, to a friend of mine I hadn't heard from. And then a month later, you know, I that person got back to me, and said, oh, sorry, man, I, you know, it, it came at a real opportune time when you reached out. And I apologize for not reaching back. But see, so you, you don't know. You never know what the other person's going through. And uh, th- that's that's one Another way that I, I tried to, to, to lead my life, you know, as an educator and just as, as a human being is that you never know what that person next to you is going through to get to school. So what do you think a 10 year old might have to do or a 17 year old might have to do just to get there? What's the person in the classroom next to you, you know, might be going through something that you don't know, know anything about. What did that person have to do to get there? And, you know, hold up that sign. Hold up that sign, Chris, because somebody's somebody's watching and somebody's reading it, and and it it it, it matters. You know, just just what you're talking about—the idea of reconnecting with people and and building those those connections to um to to make sure people feel that they belong. And you, you mentioned that sign, and it's funny because that was mentioned in our uh, our salutatorian's graduation speech. Um, she mentioned the signs and now I don't ever remember her taking a picture with the sign or anything like that. And she said that, you know, when you're a freshman, you just try and get out of the way because, you know, it's a new school and you don't, and who wants to deal with the principal and a picture and a sign. But um, she said, we're now leaving where there isn't going to be somebody telling us how great we are or that we're appreciated or that we're special or that we can do it every day with a sign. So that, that is, that's an incredibly important piece. Oh man, just like I had promised at the beginning, what a great first half of this double episode with Dr. R. I mean, the idea that he's talking about not focusing on who you are, but who you can become and how catchy positivity is versus negativity or the same as negativity. And especially, I mean, the idea of people are going to talk about you at the dinner table, either Give them something to talk about or they're going to find something to talk about. It's important we write our own story because if we don't, somebody else is going to make the ending for us. Hey, make sure you come back next week for the second part of this episode where we continue to dig deep into some strategies. And Frank gives us some help leading with yes and personal mission statements. I can't wait to see you. Have a great week. Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step, 
be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you'd like to connect for any reason, email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at Dr. C.S. Jones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world-class environment through a teacher-centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Learn more at drcsjones.blog. Continue to improve and go have a successful week. 